Welcome to Talking Baseball. We have special guest pirate stud Trevor Williams joining us. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Baseball. We hope you had a fantastic weekend. We hope you're excited for a new week of doing the same thing you did last week. Happy quarantine week number eight or six or whatever it is. My name's John Boy. I have Trevor with me. I have Jake with me. BBD, producer BBD, is in the home plate on the bottom of the screen. Podcast people don't know what that means. How's everyone doing? Doing great. great. Like you said, it's this is uh, it's Groundhog Day right now. Although I will say this, I replaced the grates on my grill. Ooh, huge! Changed everything. So I uh, I made a nice tri tip yesterday. Some ribs, really. <sighs> don't really say went for it. Yeah, we don't have that out here. So stupid. I've heard that. That's an interesting thing to me because it's such a great piece of meat. But uh, yeah, it was really good. I uh, reverse seared it. I did it over charcoal, uh, indirect heat, then reverse seared it in cast iron with some butter. I can give you a tri-tip recipe that's really good. Uh, it's a specific kind of beans. Then you yeah, need, I don't the, need, it. need the need the salsa. Ooh. No, it's the best. Mm, I make it with pork loin, but it's okay. a different. It's style. a marinade. What's that? It's a marinade? No, no, it's not marinated. Oh, it's a rub. I put a dry. It's, we, a it's, it's Katie's dad has a dry rub. He sends it to me. With beans? Yeah, yeah. You put the tri-tip and then you put this specific kind of beans that they're really hard to find out here on top. Then salsa. It's so good. Okay. That's because the tri-tip was from Santa. Where's Maria. Uh, Santa Maria? Mm-hmm. Steinbeck. Yeah, no, I mean, look, Steinbeck country. you could really, you could do it a bunch of different ways. Just to get oh, yeah. Meat. But yeah, it's, it's interesting best. that it's not, it's really a West Coast thing. But it's, it's like, it's a popular West Coast thing. Mm-hmm. It's like an every weekend barbecue. You can't find it on next, the East Coast at all. Next, next time we're out West, you guys will have to have a tri-tip cook-off. Done. Oh, I can't, I can't cook it. I wouldn't enter mine. I would enter Katie's dad's. I was just going to share Katie's dad's recipe with Trev. I'm in for it. I mean, look, I, I, I like to uh, cook a bunch of different stuff, so I'm in. Yeah. All I'm, right. Well, I'm, that's I'm, Trev's I'm update. Good. Jake, what's your update? Yeah. Um. So, A, congrats on the grill stuff, Trevor. And if anyone's got a bored moment on Instagram, Richard Hamilton, R- a.k.a. Rip Hamilton, UConn, Detroit Pistons, um, like star NBA player for a while. He posted a picture of his grill. He's had it for 20 years, and he's like, oh, it's got the best flavor in there. I <laughs> love that. Like, and everyone, everyone was like, dude, rip, <laughs> get a new grill. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of kind of worth looking at. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm proud to say I'm happy uh, that there's no baseball right now because I am on the IL. Um, got a little bit of an upper back neck situation going on. So uh, this is good. I'm, I'm hoping to be fully rehabbed by June 15th when the season will start. Or did, was that announced? No, it wasn't announced. Oh, okay. What? Never mind. You lost Trev just, with all your jokes. Just going blind optimism. Just going blind optimism. Okay. I'm st- I'm sticking to July, early July. I think it's going to be it right. Works. 
I think we're going to get baseball. My optimism level wow. has risen. So your yeah. your graph is now going back up. Yeah, I think that um, as you're going to hear in this interview, uh, Mr. Williams, T. Will, uh, points out something that's that's kind of obvious but true. It's 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 still early April or middle April. We have some time for uh, all this to be figured out, and um, I think, I think that July July first, July seventh, you know, something like that. I think it's gonna work out. July seventh. I don't know. Whatever you know, beginning of July. All right. I'll be looking forward to it. I'm very excited about that. I'll let you know when my optimism comes around. It may very soon. Where are you at with the percentage-wise season? When the season happens. Fifty. Oh, 50. I don't know. I'm just saying that. I don't want to be sound too pessimistic. <laughs> Where are you? Let's That's as that. highest as I'll 50. allow myself to go. Jake? Um, so I think there's probably two scales. I'm, I'm 75% we get some sort of baseball. I'm probably, I'm probably 50% we get like a semi-legitimate real season. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Do you want me to blow you guys out of the water right now? Just really blow yep. your minds. I'm going 90% that there's going to be a season. That. Trev, and yeah, it's Trev, not going to be 162. Trev, you were not like 10% two weeks ago. What's going on here? I, I, ebbs and flows. I have feels. I have feels. I have birdies. I have all these things going. I'm, I'm 90% sure we're going to get uh, some sort of a season. All right. That's not going to be 162, but well, we're going to get it. We just wrapped up an interview with Trevor Williams of the Pirates doing a lot of fun on their social media at a huge 2018. We talked about that. We talked about his involvement with the Reds brawl, talked about a lot of fun things. So He was great. Yeah, he was a good time. He got in on that brawl, which is going to be really cool to for all the people to see. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right, Jake, choose a color, and that will be our intro uh, segue soundbite. I will have Trevor guess my favorite color. Orange. That's oh, wrong. So do I hit orange or do I hit Jake's so favorite color, gross. which is green? Orange. <laughs> I love green. That's my favorite color. <laughs> They're laughing at you, Jake, not me. We are joined by, and we were are now officially a dad's name, Trevor Pod, Trevor Williams oh. of the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> Trevor, how you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks for including me in the, the dad's name, Trevor pod. appreciate that. It's <laughs> huge. It's a big step for us. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it's, I think it's pretty niche, but, uh, but we'll make it work. You got to go to what you know. Yeah. Stay in your lane. <laughs> I wanted to introduce you as host of Trevor talking topics on Thursdays. Trevor yeah, talks we're making, topics. We're, we're kind of, I don't really know what it, what it is. Uh, I don't know if it's Trevor talks topics on Thursday or Trevor's thinking about talking topics on Thursday. We're kind of just rolling with it. We're losing our mind in quarantine and we're trying to be as creative as possible and, and figure stuff out. So we've had, we've had fun with it. Um, we're like, we're shooting it in between nap times in the morning. So we really have like 40 minutes of like, you need to do this in one take or it's We can't do it this week. So we're, we're, we're grinding that way. Uh, the pirates have been crushing. I was going through their feed. I was searching for uh, the, your videos. And then I was like, damn, they're doing a lot of stuff. They're doing throwbacks. They're being as active as possible. Yeah. Did they come to yeah, you? I, I, uh, kind of. So we, we started doing like an Instagram live um, once a week with players. And then I just said, look, if you give me time to prepare, 
I'll do do a topic a week and we'll have the fans vote on what they want to talk about. And the first week we kind of screwed up because we were going to include like a bogus, a bogus yeah. one. We had like three real ones and then a bogus one. And then of course the bogus one won and I'm like, gosh, dang it. So now I have to really do research. I have to like crack into books and like look at like Wikipedia really was most of it. But um, yeah, wait, hold on, but, hold up. For those that don't know, it was 1900s U.S. foreign policy. <laughs> Yeah, 19th century, 19th, 19th century, century. 1800s. 1800s. Yeah. But you, you, then you showed off you were a history major. I was a history major. So okay. I was listening to it and I was like, did he actually do all this research? <laughs> because a it, lot of it was come, Wikipedia. Okay. But I was like, <laughs> it would be funny if you were like, yo, pirates, send me this stuff. That was cool. Yeah, no, we, we did a lot of, it was a lot of Wikipedia, but you just have to, it's a hundred years, right? Of history. So you, in a five minute video, and I'm not going to do a, I'm not going to do a 30 minute video. Cause I really don't think Yenzers want to listen to that. So basically yeah, covering we'll Western expansion, which is my favorite topic in us history. So I was all for it. Oh, like, good. Thanks for voting for it. Then we, we, <laughs> I think uh... <laughs> your tweet cracked me up. And you're like, please don't make me talk. Yeah, please about don't. Cause balls. I, I'll talk about it. And then, you know, the joke was on everyone saying like, look, I have somewhat of a background in this. Mine is more like postmodern U.S. American history. So like World War II and up. So I, you know, I had a semester of Western expansion. <laughs> Could you turn it into like a TikTok dance or something like that? Because I think that's what you have to do now. Yeah, I'm refusing to, to download TikTok, reference TikTok, because I ride or die with Vine. Okay, I think oh, they, wow. they ripped off they ripped off Vine and I'm not giving them any any of my time. Any I'm not giving TikTok any of my time. Do That's it for fine. the Vine is like a five year it, shelf life that all, all our age will know and no one else will. Vine is Vine not perfect. a thing? No, they no, shut gone. it down. Once yeah. Insta once Instagram started doing videos, I think that was the death of Vine. And because Vine was perfect for like five, like you said, like five years. It was perfect. It was, it was the perfect social media, and then all of a sudden, they canned it. So. Did you have a Vine back in the day? Yeah, I did, and I, I've been trying to find all my Vines because I thought I had a few good ones. It was from, it was from college. I thought I had a few good ones. Um, but for whatever – I don't know. Sometimes a website works. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I can't imagine they're still paying for that domain name or all that because MySpace shut everything down. Like, music's gone that people had. Like, photos aren't popping up on people's profiles. So, like, they're not paying rent anymore, so – I, I tried to find my not. old MySpace recently, and then I was so happy I couldn't. I was like, please don't let me find this. Please, I don't want to find it. Couldn't, yeah, so that was great. Yeah. The yeah. next video you did on Trevor Talks Topics on Thursdays at uh, Pirates Twitter and Instagram, shout them out, was uh, walk-up songs for uh, uh, Mario Party, right? Is that what it was? M Mario Kart characters, yeah. Okay. So our thought that was, was much um, better. That was much, yeah, much more fun. And I think, <laughs> I think, and I think uh, people could relate to it more. Um, I think people, especially guys that have played Mario Mario Kart, I think um, I didn't go too controversial with some walkout songs, um, but I thought I thought I encapsulated their personalities pretty well. I liked it. I saw that video and I thought it was hilarious. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And then you had Thank trouble you. with Yoshi, Jake, Jake. He had trouble with Yoshi. And he called up our dude Cole sure. Tucker and a bunch of other people for walk-up songs. I hate Cole Tucker. God, I hate <laughs> Cole Tucker. He's gorgeous, huh? He's too gorgeous. He's like the nicest. He's great. He's great. We uh we we bumped into him at, at spring training, and we uh Roosevelts they make like the spunky baseball shirts for right. Uh, um, and we were like standing around, and Cole Tucker was like, "Hey, 
guy get one of those shirts and we we're like yeah we had a backpack full of them we were trying to give them out and we didn't know how to do it in a cool way and he was like yo give me one so we are cole tucker fans what did our cole tucker sign say i'm blanking uh cole tucker said hi to us he was nice yeah so nice he was some sign very nice guy no it's kind of a, it's kind of annoying how nice he is and i think um he like he knows every fan in the stadium all the fans know him. He knows not only does he know stuff about every fan in the stadium, he knows like something about them. Like talk tells them by name and then asks, like, how's your dog Skippy doing? And it's That's like, awesome. oh, how do you know that, dude? Yeah, so he's super sweet. He's like fourth on our list of babysitters and me because he lives down the street from me. Wow. And he's like, he's like, dude, I promise you, like, I will come and babysit if you can't find a guy. And it's like, I'm we'll keep we'll keep that up. Yeah. Uh we'll keep that as an option. Good to know. We, uh, yeah, we yeah, we came good. this we came this spring and we we accidentally went into the clubhouse and we thought we had passes media passes <laughs> turns out we did it yeah. so we just literally walked into the clubhouse when we shouldn't have and i don't know how we didn't connect right there man when you know, when were you guys when were you guys there first week of games so yeah we yeah. talked to Paul early, early march to, uh archer stopped for a little bit we talked to him a little bit but we were in the clubhouse and all of a sudden the pr guy's like hey uh, by the way you got like yeah, you're yeah. not supposed to be in here. <laughs> well, but that's I mean that's that's a testament to I, I've always believed security is they're strong in certain areas, especially at big league stadiums. But if you act like you you know where you're going, and you just oh, yeah. give the peace signs like you, and you're walking with a mission, you can sneak into anywhere. Well, do you, if you guys remember, yeah, if you guys remember, we were walking and we had like passes and whatever to get in media passes, but the cops that were like at. Oh yeah. Parking. Oh. I mean, they freaked out when we sneaked oh, out the parking. At, they at were like about to pull a gun yeah. on us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do they do it to us too. And it's like every day you say you say hi by name, like <laughs> George, like let me through, dude. And a lot of them will walk in front of your car and then barely leave you enough space to go by them. And it's like, Can you just give me like an extra yeah. ten feet? Because I don't want to roll your foot over. But no, they're hardcore, they take their job serious, which is better than taking it not serious. Yeah. Yes. I've always thought, especially with security. It was um, wild. We were dressed in the silly Roosevelt shirt. So when we were like, no, we're credentialed media. He was like, no, you're like, fucking okay. not. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know what those guys look like. They're old and miserable. You're miserable. not <laughs> I think they, they thought me and Plouffe were ex-players and Jimmy was media. But what um, how, how was your spring training going? Were you, uh, I mean, you're, you've been in the league for a couple years now. Was it, um. Are, are you working on stuff? Was it just, you know, getting healthy and getting your body ready or, or what was spring training for you at this, this point in your career? Yeah. So, uh, last year we had, we did a little something different where we weren't, we weren't going to pitch in games until we had our like third or fourth inning. So we were taking a couple, t- couple of our first outings on the backfield to work on stuff. Um, at the time it sounded great. But once you get those like three inning ups, your body like for those first game reps, like your body gets crushed. And you're like, I, there's a point as a starter where you wake up after a start in spring training. You're like, I, I'm not going to be ready in five days, but I have to continue this because the progression is getting me ready for whatever start three, start four, start five. And um, so this year with new coaching staff, we said like, look, we tried this last year and it was good in some in some areas, but I think we should start throwing one up or one inning outings in actual games and then go to two innings and three and progress normally how we should. So um, it was good. You were working on stuff. And, I, and it's something that we talk about as players all the time, especially in spring training. 
I saw for three or four games in a row, a starter is going out for four innings and he gets ran out in the second inning. It's like, it's spring training. Everyone's getting ready for their season. Let's just roll innings. Okay. It does nobody any good for your starter that you're getting ready for the season to be out after 60 pitches in the second inning. Like, let's just say, roll it. We're good. So it was that point um, of spring training where I was getting my, I was, I had a five inning start the next day or the day after everything got shut down. So I was, I was getting built up. I was ready to go full go um, and getting ready to get the pitch count up. And then they shut everything down, but body was feeling good. Um, stuff was spinning good. And it's, it's always the the spin command and what comes last. So you go fastball. First outing is fastball to the white part. Second outing is fastball to the black part. And then the third outing, you know, you spin to the white part. And then the, your last out is the spin to the black part and, and go from there. So I love that. Um, we're, yeah, we're, we're full. Yeah, because I mean, if you can't throw your fastball over the plate, you're not going to, nothing else is going to come. You're not going to get your slider right. If you're fastball, you can't locate your fastball. So, um, it was going good. We were just, we were ready to get going. And at that point of spring training too, is the 25 guys start getting, it starts getting down to 25 guys. So you go, so go from 80 people, it seems to, it was getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And guys were looking forward to, to be with those 25 guys. Well, were there any like real battles in spring training? Cause I, I'm on record as saying, I don't believe there's a, such a thing as a spring training battle because if you're yeah. a sophisticated front office, and you're going to rely on a small sample size like spring training where the baseball means nothing, then I don't think that's like a smart decision. So yeah. I'm on record saying they don't exist. But do you think there were? I mean, did you guys have something that was like a semblance of it? It is It is funny that you say that because in the minor leagues, everyone has their exit meeting, right? And it's like, well, where, where am I going to be next year? Well, you'll battle it out in spring training to see if you go to double A, triple A. It's like, no, you know, as soon as the season's over, where I'm going to be next year, right? Like, yeah. it's the same Same with the big leagues. I, I You know, there's there's like maybe some relieving spots, you know, like a bullpen spots, but those guys, there's three or four spots in the bullpen where you're just going to be riding the bus going back and forth sure. between AAA the, all year. So, you know, did you make the team as the opening guy, day guy or not? But um, I think a lot uh, of that, um, a lot of that will depend on the first schedule, first week of games. Like, does this guy match right. up with uh, these two teams? And if he right. does, we'll keep him. And then after that, AAA, this guy, you know, right. And that's what, that's what was cool about, adding a 26 guy this year because now teams can be more creative and maybe some teams will, will have that revolving door more now with 26 guys. Um, but who knows now we might have 35 guys to start the season yeah. for the first, we'll, we'll see what happens. We got to figure that out. But um, as far as camp battles go, I think um, there was one for the last starter spot. Um, I think it, you could tell who was going to get it. Um, and we were waiting on health from other guys. And then um Cole Tuck was was fighting for a bench spot too, um, because he was he was a lefty bat off our bench and kind of that that fourth infielder guy. But he's he's also he's also young enough where like they want him to get full at bats in yeah. AAA. But I've been a, I've been a big believer the best developer is at the big league level. Like you're not going to get any more reps that even if you're getting reps once a week, the best way to develop is at the big league level and to fail at the big league level because sure. you can dominate AAA and great. What are you doing? You're not getting ready for the big leagues, but so he was, he was in a tough spot and he got, he was in a tough spot too when they started making all the cuts after we got shut down and it was like, that sucks, but. He has our vote for the, to make the team. Like if, if our opinion matters, yeah. like talking baseball, yeah. which it probably should. Yeah. Cole, <laughs> you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I want him back there too. He played, he played a game last year with like a dislocated kneecap and. Did he, he get optioned? Uh, he got optioned at the end of spring. Well, he got optioned once, once we 
were sent home and then they had to, they sure. had to cut off of like, okay, your roster needs to be set today. And he was part of the, the group that got optioned while we were at home, but he played a game last year. He like dove for a ball, hurt his kneecap. Didn't know how bad he hurt his kneecap. This was in September. And then played the next day behind me at shortstop made like sick plays and then come to find out the next day he dislocated his kneecap. So he's out there at shortstop diving, jumping with a dislocated kneecap. And it's like, cool Chuck. Like it's not your ERA. Like I, I get that. You're like, you're playing awesome, but like you got a dislocated kneecap. Dude. I need, I need those ground balls to be, to be caught. But, uh, but yeah, he ended up balling out and you know, he's, he's, he's a joy to watch on the, on the baseball field. And he's the happiest man on the field. I think. Yes. Yeah. Big old smile. He, he, uh, I mean, yeah, you said he was nice to everyone we saw. He, he said hi to us. We were standing around scared to say hi to people. And he was like, what are you guys doing? But it's crazy. <laughs> we, we talked to uh, some guys on the Yankees about what the process was like when they canceled spring and then go home. So, like, for the Yankees, the players voted, like, we're going to stay in camp and hang out to the end. And then Cashman came in and was like, hey, Wherever you go, make sure you're comfortable there because it's going to be a long time. And then they were like, oh, shit, okay. So what was the moment Real, in Pirates yeah. camp? Like, who? what was that like, that scurry between the players or, or, or the management and the coaches where you guys realized, like, all right, I'm going home? It was it, – there were, like, five days where, like, it was changing every hour. Like, what's going on? And then there were a lot of fake tweets going out, too, that, like, what's going on, what's really going on, who's, who's saying they're right. And at the end of the day, no one knew what was going on. Still no one knows what's going on. But it was the first day we were all together and said, look, the team's going to charter up a flight to Pittsburgh. OK, if we're char- if the team's charting a flight up to Pittsburgh and everyone's paying rent in Pittsburgh, let's just train at PNC Park. We have a weight room. We've got mounds. We've got a cage. We've got pitching machines. Then that sounded great. And then it's then the next day it was like, well, it might be four weeks. Um, be where you're comfortable, like be where your family is. And th- this time we're deciding, OK, well, should we stay in Florida? And I hate Florida. I, I can't stand being in Florida longer than I have to be there. Um, like even for spring training, I have a tough time showing up like a week before you're supposed to just to get acclimated, but I just, I couldn't stand it. So like the thought of me staying in Florida for an extra like four to five weeks, I couldn't, couldn't stand it, but that's what we were deciding to do. Cause it's like, well, if they're going to keep, if they're going to keep LeCom open, we have mounds, we have technology here. We've got um, catchers. Um, you've got live ABs off big leaguers that if you want to do that. And um, then the next day, everyone started leaving and then that's when they came in and was like, guys, we don't know when it's going to start up again. We're getting word from um, up top that they don't know when it's going to start again. Just be comfortable wherever you want to be. And that's when we decided like, let's, let's all just go home. The guys that were finishing up their rehab stayed in Florida. And I think there's some guys still there now. Um, But that was really, that was it for us. And it's been the right, it's been the right call. Um, Our new pitching coach lives um, in Phoenix. So I've been really lucky to, to throw with him. So I'm throwing twice a week. I'm throwing like a simulated game, like a three, two inning, three inning game um, once a week with like a short side in between there. Not like, I don't, last thing I want to do is start the season and have like a hundred innings under my belt. I think that's just, that's stupid. That's, that's not smart, <laughs> especially if we're playing into November, possibly December. That just doesn't make sense. Um, so I'm able to throw with him. There's a few other guys here that we're throwing with and um, it's, it's been fine. I've, I'm grinding in the backyard with, you know, band workouts and kettlebells. And I'm, I'm so lame when it comes to working out. Like I love working out, but I need direction. I need mm-hmm. someone to tell me this is what you're doing. And I, I, I'm tired of doing banded lunges and banded. <laughs> like it's just, it's driving me nuts. But um, 
and like we just got an exercise bike today because like i'm not a runner and i can't like motivate myself to go run outside so like i got an exercise bike to do that and get at least some cardio and so but you know you're you're adapting you're adjusting you're figuring it out but um i think it was the right call for everyone to go home and be comfortable especially for my family i mean they want to sleep in their own bed and they don't like florida as much as i do nobody does i mean especially now after seeing even the beaches are somehow open again in florida yeah, I don't know how that happened. But, they had their uh, biggest think, single day spike after that. I think everybody is just, you know, we're Florida. Get out of here. Sorry. Sorry to our listeners in Florida. Because wow. yeah. I, I share your opinion of Florida. Well, there are some, there are some nice places. But oh, Trev, my first spring training was in was in Jupiter, West Palm Beach. Because I came up nice. with the Marlins. And that's the Scottsdale of Florida. That's unbelievable. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be in Jupiter for years. But um, I mean, the Gulf side is, isn't my favorite. You didn't like Jackson? Do you like Jacksonville? I was gonna say you love spent ja- a lot of Jacksonville. I love Jacksonville. So I spent um, a season there, um, and it's sneaky one of my favorite cities. Um, okay, because you it does it doesn't feel like Florida really. Um, I mean Jacksonville Beach does, but um, but it's a cool city. There's a lot of cool places to eat. It felt like a metropolitan area, and um, we we were such a bad team, but we were pulling like ten thousand fans a night, and it was amazing. Okay, what yeah. Can I ask about the trade uh, from the Marlins to Pittsburgh? Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm interested to see how you viewed it. And because, you know, you hear a lot, we've talked to a lot of players that get a little bitter or angry. Seems like you hated Florida. But also the trade itself, <laughs> like when you look at just who, what players went back and forth, it's one of the more lopsided trades uh, going. But there's, the, so at what point did you ever like, wait, who was I traded for? Did you ever even look at the other name? and do that math or what was your whole mindset? Cause if anyone doesn't know you were, you were traded as part of a compensation for the Marlins poaching a pitching coach. So you were really traded right. for a pitching coach instead of the player. Right. Yeah. On paper, it was for Richard Mitchell who had like seven innings in the Dominican summer league. Um, so, so I mean, for peripherals, like, uh, it looks like I was an asshole. Like it looked like, why are they trading away this guy? Like he's got to be a prick. He's got to yeah, be like, a, a, he's got, there's something wrong with him. Um, he's not um, progressing as fast as he should, um, which I thought was funny. I mean, I'm a, I was a college arm drafted pretty high and I thought I was moving through the system pretty fast. Um, yeah. I think you were ranked but, sixth in the my and Marlin system at the time. Like you were high is, up too. Well, which is hilarious. Cause it, it showed the Marlins, um, minor leagues at the time versus where the pirates were at. So when I got traded, I don't even think I was in the top 30 with the pirates. Cause they had so many, they had so many dudes compared to the, compared to the Marlins. But, um, it was, it was strange. Um, I got traded. So like my son, my son was born on October 2nd and I, I lied to the Marlins. I said that his due date was really like the 10th, um, October 10th, just because I was supposed to be going to the Arizona fall league. And I wanted to avoid that as much as possible. So I lied, I lied and said like his due date's a 10th. So I get a little extra time at home um, with, <laughs> with them and, and moving out of moving out of Florida. And um, so he was born on the second, we end up leaving to go to the, uh, the fall league on like October 18th or something. Right. So now, so I'm playing games as a Marlin as a Mesa solar sock. And, um, the pitching coach for them was, was my pitching coach during the season, um, with the Marlins. So one day he comes up to me and he's like, Hey, like, 
they asked you not to throw anymore. Like they asked you like you stop throwing bullpens, stop everything. And this is, this is right when they got the new pitching coach or the new pitching coordinator. And then also the new farm director. So I'm pissed. Cause I'm like, dude, you just made me move my entire family <laughs> from Florida to Arizona. I have a two week old newborn. This is the, this is the Arizona get hurt league, right? Everyone gets hurt here. Like I'm going to get hurt either the next season and spring training, or I'm going to get hurt here. Um, and I was pissed and I'm like ready to, I'm on the phone with my agent, like ready to blow up the, this, these new guys. I'm like, look, you either send me home or you compensate me for everything for all the travel that I've had to do. Cause this has been insane. You guys don't want me to throw as, as one of your guys. So this, this went on for a couple of days. And then I was on the phone, with my agent saying like, what's the move here? Cause like, I'm, I have to throw long toss on like the backfield away from everybody. And I have to throw bullpens away from the pitching coach. So he doesn't see me. Right. And, um, so I'm on the phone with my agent and then I get a phone call as I'm on the phone with him from the farm director. And I'm like, all right, let's see how this phone call goes. I'll call you up after. And then he apologized. He's like, I'm sorry, you've been in the dark, but like they've been just going over medicals the last few days. You've been traded to the pirates. And I'm like, okay, well that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Um, Adds up. And I remember, I remember asking, well, who was it for? And he kind of just like shrugged it off and he's like, it was just a minor, a minor leaguer. It was a minor league trade. And I go, no <laughs> name. Like you can't basically for anything. me. Right. Right. I was like, you can't give me, you can't give me a name or anything. So, and then it later came out, it started, you know, coming out that this is what it was really for and it was compensation. And, um, it's, it's wild what happened. So then I, then I ended up moving. Then I had a sick rental across the street from the Mesa field. So the, the where the Cubs sat, I had a sick rental. Like I was walking there and then I got traded to the Glendale team all oh, no. the way across, which like in the grand scheme of things, it's better than getting traded from like New York to San Diego, right? During the season, I was just traded an hour away. So <laughs> I, I had to, I didn't have a rental car. So like the pirates were awesome. They gave me a rental car for the, for the fall league. So I was just making that drive as a, uh, they, I got, thankfully I got a pirate uniform for the first week. I was in a Marlin uniform, but they, I didn't pitch. I was just getting back and getting back That's into it. Funny. But, um, but yeah, it was strange, strange, strange time. And, um, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. And, you know, with the Marlins redo that trade, I'm sure they've done a lot of trades in the past five years that I'm sure they want to take back. Like a lot of teams, you know, like a lot of teams. Um, they, they've but, done a lot. They've done a lot. Yeah, it's funny. A lot. There's a lot of Marlins exiles. Like Paddock is on there. Chris Paddock. Um, Luis Castillo is on there. Uh, Andrew Heady, Yelich. Yeah, I mean. Stan, I mean, they, they, got, they got a lot of, they got a lot of, they got a lot of trades that, you know, for one way or another. JT Real Muto, I mean. JT, yeah, yeah gosh, I forgot. There's a Marlon. D Gordon, um, that lineup was crazy. They were really good. Marcelo Zuna, I mean, they, they, they had a really good lineup and it's, you know, it's. Especially young guys in Miami though, that's the, that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, their ace died and that was a tragedy and that puts, that put that puts, that puts an organization back. 10 plus years when you have that type of talent be gone, you know, you, you built this team to be, to build around him for the next 10 years. And then he, you know, dies, you, you have to, you have to punt. And I think that's what, you know, Jeter and those guys saw. They were like, this is, we're going to try and redo this in 10 years, unfortunately. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was tough. man. Yeah. Yeah. When, the most, really <laughs> was, sorry. The really most was franchise just, altering. without it, uh, without a doubt, he was, the best pitcher in baseball without, I mean, without a doubt. And he was well on his way to becoming a perennial all-star perennial Cy Young uh, finalist. Um, and when you have a guy like that gone, I mean, they were building around him too. The, the pieces that they had when I was there was Henderson Alvarez was dominating over there. Um, they just signed um, Chen who was coming off a great mm -hmm. year. Um, who else was over there? 
His numbers uh, are crazy. Like I haven't looked at his. Jen? No, sorry, oh, Fernandez. Fernandez. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Seven, 76 career games, two five eight ERA. Wow, I didn't know it was that yeah, good. That, that, that's hard to do in a video game, and I've tried it. No, that, that he's he he was so good, and you know it's unfortunate. You know, will we ever see an arm like that again? I don't know, but um, and it's a tragedy. Especially the Marlins too, because they it's it's not like you can yeah. you know they operate small budget for whatever reasons they do, and it's not like okay, let's let's go and try to replace him with a big free agent pitcher and then go from there. It kind of like you said, it kind of set this domino effect. It's it's kind of wild when you look back. It's a big kind of sliding doors moment. Um, yeah. I I want to talk a little bit about about you, Trevor, if that's okay. Um, and and normally normally Most when I Trevors. say that, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, normally when I say that it's Ploof making me talk about him, but I'm, I'm sick of that. Um, in 2018, you full out shoved, um, yes. 31 starts, a three, one, one ERA, no matter how you slice that up. I mean, that's an awesome year. Um, and this is something that I want to spin into a recent talking baseball episode we did, uh, with Dr. Meredith Wills, who's on a, on a hunt for the baseballs, but I was going through some of your numbers and it seems like your your splits lean fl- fly ball a little bit. When you got to spring training this year, did the first thing you did was check the balls? Because I'm uh, <laughs> just just looking at some of the numbers, and I I can't watch every pirate start, but I'm guessing yeah. you're someone who got kind of screwed by the turbo ball last year. I mean, your home runs per nine went up; they doubled. That's yeah, a joke. that's I mean, a joke. Uh, there's there's a lot. Okay, there's you know. You, no, you don't balls, have to be humble balls, here, maybe. bro. Yeah. Tell us balls, the truth. maybe. Balls, maybe. But there were also – so I was I was pitching really well last year until I got hurt. Um, and it was the first time I got hurt in my career. I, you know, swinging like an idiot hard. And I <laughs> felt something go in my oblique or in my side. And I was like, okay, that didn't feel right. Pitched for another two innings. And then finally, like, I pulled down hard on a slider and it felt it felt it go. And I had – I think I had Will Meyer, like, 0-2 or 1-2. And I'm like, you know, I could go one more pitch and see how we're feeling um threw a ball ball like way ball and thankfully swung through it strike three and i was kind of like i could push it but let's not um so it was the first time i got hurt in my career and it was a point where um we were skidding at the time and i was rushing as fast because i felt like poof i don't know if you've ever been hurt but like it's it's something that i felt so worthless on the bench i felt like i was adding nothing i was like i was going in get my rehab done and i was done with my day and like well, what do i do now i'm not i'm not gonna watch a video of myself throwing all day like i just to keep keep the images in my brain of like what my body's supposed to be looking like and how my how my arms last supposed to be but i just felt i felt worthless and i kept trying to get out there as fast as possible so during the rehab process yeah. it was during the rehab process i was so focused on does my side feel good and does my arm feel good and that's and that's all that i cared about um so I started creating really bad habits with my delivery um, unintentionally, but, but that led to, after I got hurt, that led to a lot of big misses that should have, that I should have um, noticed. Like, why am I having these big misses over the plate when my bread and butter is this pitch into this pitch or this pitch into this pitch. And I just, I couldn't execute that as much as I could. And I thought it was just rust, but so those big misses coming back after my injury, you know, that, that I had a sure. lot of homers on, I had a lot of homers given up on some, on some big misses. I also gave up a homer that was 90 degrees or 90 miles an hour off the bat, which was pretty mm. lame. So there, there's not there's, good. Where was that? Were, at? Chicago. Wind wow. wasn't blowing. It, it, oh. it wasn't, it wasn't a blowing wind Chicago day. It was a, it was a day game in Chicago. It was a, I went to go back up home 
because I thought it was a sack fly <laughs> off the bat. And so I'm standing uh, behind the catcher. I'm like, you've got to be. So, so there's a couple, I mean, there's a couple, but. We're just going to say it for you. Drew. The, the balls were juiced <laughs> last year. Meredith proved it. There's a, yeah. it's an insane thing. And, and, and I will say this because, you know, MLB didn't mean to do it. They were just negligent. So, I mean, it's not an excuse for them, but they also weren't like these evil geniuses, like, <laughs> you know, putting steroids in the balls. It was like yeah. just negligence. There's, and a, there's, a shift there's in how some, they were producing the balls, right? There, there's there's some good conspiracies. I thought it was hilarious in the playoffs, seeing everybody sprint backwards and then sprint three more steps forward. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Um, we co- we covered that yesterday, too, uh, a couple I, days ago, yeah. too. It's I thought that was funny, and we thought it would be really hilarious this year when all of a sudden the league leader in homers hits 30 homers. You know, like, just goes the opposite <laughs> direction. So I think, in you know, this is entirely conspiratorial, but um, was there intention to increase offense? Sure. You know, who doesn't want to watch a lot of offense? Um, did they think it was going to spike this much, you know, with, with the introduction of, like, the launch angle and guys swinging out of their ass at every pitch? You know, Sure. Um, if they were to make the balls harder and didn't mandate that all of the nets go all the way around the stadium, then you're liable for somebody's death. If you knew that happened, if you knew you made the balls harder and you didn't protect your fans, that's, this is entirely conspiratorial. However, <laughs> fair, you're however, getting into however it. <laughs> but if they knew about it and we find out they did know about it and they didn't make them harder and somebody died, who's at fault? You know, like that's, that's just insane to not put up nets everywhere, but and we, and we wouldn't care if you, if someone told us, you know, we made the ball starter. We wouldn't care. We would just know how to pitch a little differently. And I think some guys started pitching a little differently. But when it became a mystery and guys were just shaking their heads at, like, homers that shouldn't have gone out. And it's it's the three-run homers that are tough. You know, you could, you could yes. get – it's the solo homers that are fine. But if it's – and it's fun. It's like spring training homers too, which is – it's going to be funny if we do end up playing all of our games in Arizona because it's just going to be a home run derby. But the spring training homers, the spring training homers are a joke sometimes because there's no grandstands knocking the wind down. But like, if you're, if I'm in the sixth inning and I got runners at the corners with two outs and I execute a pitch to get a guy on his front foot to hit a pop, a pop up or a fly ball, and that ball goes over the fence, and all of a sudden it's a three zero ball game to three three. Like that's that's the that that changes your your win loss record. It changes your ERA. It changes your your season potentially if you give up a three zero homer, or that goes from giving up a three spot getting out of getting out of the six with a quality start to going five and two thirds with six runs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, and that's on executed pitches. You know, that's not on, it's not on huge misses. So there's, and there's sometimes last year in certain starts where you execute a pitch and, you know, hitters are really good. There's no doubt about that, but there's, there's also a little bit of, it didn't sound great off the bat and that shouldn't have gone that far. There's some oppo shots that still piss me off. It's like yeah. it's crazy. Just down the corner. It's like that. That wasn't even a good swing. But whatever. Hopefully, we asked. Uh, well, we asked Jack Flaherty if they felt different in spring, and he gave a very quick yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. They're going to experiment. They'll figure it out. But so it you, is what it is. you said you injured yourself swinging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does your coach pull you aside and be like, "Hey, man"? <laughs> well, it was. Gosh. It was one of those. It was one of those things where. Um, what were you doing? I was, well, I was due up first, and uh, or I was due up second. So, and I had a long inning and I came in to talk with my catcher and then I went back out there and didn't like, didn't go through my normal, like, you know, stretches and kind of just, 
And I, and I don't take pride in my hitting at all. I don't, I'm not like, I'm not taking BP every day. Like I, I take pride in my bunting and if I put contact, great. But like I was at home in front of my home, in front of my home crowd or my, my hometown crowd. So we were in San Diego and I was like, you know what, if I hit my first homer in San Diego, that'd be freaking awesome. But like, I'm never going to hit a homer. Okay. Like I know I'm not yes. going to hit a homer, Yes. but it was, it was one of those where like, it happens in a split second, but you saw the pitch and you're like, that looks good. And then you like, everything comes out this way. And then you swing and you go like this. It didn't feel like I heard it right then, but it, I just felt like a jolt. Like it was kind of like, Oh, that I don't, I shouldn't have swung that hard without warming up. Um, and then as I continued to pitch and, you know, I hurt myself on a pitch, like when it was isolated, but it was, um, I think yeah. it started from the swing. I've done, I've done the oblique. I've done both sides and it's, it's horrible, but like you're saying, like you'll, you know, you did something, and to right. me, it felt like a, like a little bruise in there. Mm-hmm. But you know, you play through it. You don't want to go on the the IL, whatever it's called no. now. And then you have that moment, you know, and it comes out of nowhere, and it's just boom, just feels like someone stabs you in the side. It's, it was painful. And then you know, it's like this is not going to be good. So it's the oblique is one of those things. I'm sure everyone's told you this. You just got to take your time with it. And it's yeah. impossible to when you, you like you were talking about like you go on the injured list and you do you feel worthless and i'm like a cheery guy like i I loved what i did and all that but once you get there you do lose your sense of worth even though you're still part of the team you're only gone for two weeks it's like this weird mental thing that goes on um so you you are itching to get back but when you have an injury like that it's like that's the dumbest thing you can do you should be taking extra time to get with it but you mentally you're just you know, whatever, whether it's the competitiveness in you or whatever it is, but um, it's, it's tough, man. Yeah. And you just, you just, you see a team that you're on and you just want to help as much as possible. Yeah. And, and it, it doesn't make sense to the best way to help is to just get healthy. You know, it's like, no, like I can get out there now and I can help the team win now, but, uh, but it's, it's a good, it's a good learning thing. What happened? Like I hope to never get injured again. Right. But I know now what to do and what to look for in my body. If, if this happens again, we have to get everything right. Do you need me to come out to Phoenix and help you out a little bit? I, I'm not, the, I never claimed to be the best hitter. <laughs> I, I dropped a bat size last year. That's I was, I was, I was swinging a 34 oh. and I'm like, I'm down on swing a 34. So now I was using, I was using 33s, but like I was using 34s to bunt better. Right. And, but like, you know, if you don't, I, I, I went a couple starts in a row, right. I didn't have to lay down a bunt and I'm swinging more. So it's like, just, I'm not a slugger. Take your singles, Trev. Like you're all good. Like you don't swing for the fences. I was going through your batting game log. You're the second pitcher we've talked to who has zero extra base hits, minor leagues or mm-hmm. majors. Yep. Oh, even but, in the minor leagues. I didn't know that, Jim. But you have an RBI walk to your name. I have a couple. Look at look at my OPS with the bases loaded. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'm on. Yes. So what's hey, that? So my uh, my first my first start. My, yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So my uh, my first start last year, I was on pace to win the Silver Slugger and the Cy Young in the same day, right? So I had my first <laughs> my first two ABs. I had I had a uh, my I had three RBIs, I think, within my first two ABs of the year last year. And I'm like, this is I got the Silver Slugger in the bag, and then Grinky, I think, hit two homers the next day. I'm like, all right, I don't got it. I don't Did got it in the bag. I don't even know they gave a silver slugger out to a pitcher. They should not. That's ridiculous. Well, last this is the last year. This is the last year. Everyone was gonna. Everyone was gonna. Um, like it was silver slugger or bust this year because we know that the DH is coming. And both listen, leagues. listen to this. With two outs and the bases oh loaded, <laughs> Trevor Williams has an OPS of two dot zero zero zero. 
on wow. base percentage of 1,000, batting average 1,000. Two hits, one walk. Wow. Three RBIs. Is there any trick? Do you do you like crowd the plate don't a little swing. more? Because you're don't, don't oh, swing. Swing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. For me, for me, my 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 hitting. So like I was a great high school hitter. Yeah, I hit high school hitting great or high school pitching great. But like I see, you, you take a couple years off and then you see that first that first big league feeder, it's like holy shit. Like this is this is serious. And the, the bunting too. Bunting's the the hardest, easiest thing to do. If, if you've never like bunted, it's like you just set your angle, you stick your nose in it and you just, you get it down, but it's a hard, easy thing to do, right? So for hitting, it's the same thing. And like, I'm, I'm preset. I'm like, I'm swinging or I'm not swinging every pitch. Like I don't, I don't read and react. Like I just say like, okay, I'm picking this pitch and I'm swinging. Um, but with the bases loaded, you kind of just, I know as a pitcher, especially if you go 1-0 with the bases loaded to the pitcher, it's like, you start pressing a little bit. Like you start like, I can't go two out of this guy. I can't go three Oh. And then you start kind of grooving it in there. But, um, but you also have to know who you're grooving it in there too. But, um, but it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it's worked out that way. Um, but it just has my, my second AB in the big leagues was a bases loaded walk. So I got my first wow. RBI before I got my first hit. I think Flash, it took me baby. like 27 ABs to get my first hit. I was Do you looking think at that. It was put uh, you in with bases loaded. You think they'll just yeah, pinch hit? Like Sheltie's <laughs> we, like, hey, let's go, well, T Dog. Get I, out there. I don't know. I don't know if Sheltie knows or he knows yet. But I, I was gonna let him know. He knows that you know I'm a great bunner, but that's that's it. <laughs> I get it. So, you know, <laughs> so that's uh, yeah. I don't know. We we joked about it a little bit last year at the end of the year. Like, if you guys need an RBI, just I'll stand in there. I have my helmet ready, my spikes on. Like, we're I'll good. I'll take the walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. If, if you see the analytics nerds like hanging out somewhere, you should be like, Hey, do you guys know who's the best bases loaded two out there on the team? Um, Cause I just, I just thought analytics were big now. So. These are, this is an objective fact. Okay. I mean, that's not, this, 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 this is analytics. Okay. Like this is no opinion. And I bet they didn't see that coming either. I bet that wasn't in their scheme in their equation that I would be the best one. I love I gotta, it. I got I got Wait, go ahead. Jake. I forgot we had Jameson Tyone on the show. He's a friend of the program. Mm-hmm. Um, does he try to corner you into coffee or whiskey or golf, or, or where are you guys at? <laughs> we're uh, we're coffee and whiskey together. I uh, okay. I wish I played more golf. Um, I do. I wish I played more, but like for me, it's a long time on the links. I, I'm not spending four hours, especially in spring training. I just stood in the sun for four hours. I'm not going to go and stand in the sun for another four hours for a game that I don't really love. Um, and I also like hate, I, I would also hate leaving my family in the off season for four hours and be like, sorry, babe, like <laughs> I'll be back whenever and I'll probably get drinks after. So like, yeah. sorry, you're on your own. Um, yeah, no, he's, he, uh, we, we go back and forth. We actually just put in an order of whiskey. There's a place in Phoenix that he likes going to his, I think his sister-in-law lives out here and, um, they were having like a sale because, you know, Corona is affecting everybody. And so like a lot of these bottles were at MSRP. So like he put in a big order for us. So like I show up, I say, Hey, get double, whatever you get, double it. Okay. And I was expecting to get like three or four bottles. I show up and there's 14 bottles. So we got, so we got seven each and I'm like, I can't send these to you in the mail. I can maybe send you one. So like when we start spring training 2.0, I'm going to have a suitcase of seven bottles of whiskey for him. So it was cool. It it was a homey move. And I'm like, dude, like they're good prices and they're MSRP. Like they're they're supposed to be 85 bucks and they're giving it to you for 20. Like, yeah, let's, let's buy seven, dude. So, uh, so it's been, that's been good. Good. I I've, become a, I've become a different person that night after we put the kids down. Everybody knows, the audience knows, after 10 p.m., Trev is 
is gummy trev and i'm just <laughs> i go to the moon Same. i hang out there and get some solitude baby <laughs> That, that you is, gotta have uh, something. We're on this. We're on the same plan there, Trev. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ran out, but I got re-up by my California friend, so I appreciate that. Anyway, we'll change the subject off drugs and move on. I gotta <laughs> ask you. No. I gotta ask you about the brawl last year. It's a yeah. It's a must topic. I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, but it was no, one of the more entertaining talk. things that happened last year. Absolutely crazy. You 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 pitched the series before and the series after. So what was your vantage point for all that? Like, where were you when the brawl was actually happening with the Reds, for anyone that doesn't know what I'm referencing? Were you in the dugout? Were you in the clubhouse? The, the big, like the big one. Yeah. No, I was, I was the guy who Amir went after. That's you were? I told was, you, Jim. I thought was it was me. Crick. Yeah, was you broke it down, didn't you? No, he was, uh, yeah, hey, we, can, we can break it down together. I, was ho- I watched your breakdown. And I was hoping you had field mics because then I could I could give you context of what was going on. Okay? No, you couldn't hear anything. This stem this stems from a huge like miscommunication on Love on this. A the umpires of the umpire. Okay. Uh, Larry Hanover. Huge miscommunication error. Okay. Um, number two, and unfortunately, like, okay, so that happened in June or July or August, whatever it was. And I still haven't had my appeal phone call with Mr. Tory. It's been a long I <laughs> haven't had it yet. <laughs> Um, I, I was fined and then appealed and haven't had my, my sit down. Cause I was ready to, to, I was ready to blow up. This is what happened. This is what happened. And your umpire did this. And this is because of your umpire, this is what happened. And this is what transpired. Um, so context, so we were fighting with them all year and like, look, not a fighter. Okay. I haven't been in a fight in a long time. I haven't thrown an angry punch in a long time. Okay. Probably like 10 years. And we talk about Oh, how old am I since high school? Okay. So it's been a long time. And, and for me, um, if it's not personal, there's no reason for me to put my career on the line to break my hand, throw out my shoulder. If it's, if I'm not personally involved, if you're not like mother effing me or my family, like it doesn't matter. Okay. And it's not good. It's not good for the game, but, but whatever. I mean, we have, you have 30 alpha males out on the field and something happens and then it's the heat of the moment and something happens. So, um, there was, there was a lot of red lights ran at the start of the season and it started with, um, you know, watching a Homer and like, I came up with Dietrich. I think he's a great dude. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I came up with him with the Marlins. Um, but that's what, that was, that's what it started with. And there was a lot of escalators on like, and there were multiple characters to this story from beginning to end. Who did he hit that off of? Was it Archer? It was Arch. Yeah. So, so if it was me, right. And I'm just, I'm telling you how, how I would operate. Look, if you want to watch your Homer, great. If that's what you want to do. If I'm on the mound, I'm hitting the next guy, right? So if, if you're on deck, I'm hitting you and saying, I'm hit you because of your teammate. If you want to dish it out, dish it out. Yeah. With yell teammate. at the teammate. Dish it out. What are you yeah, doing? Don't dish it out with me. Cause I'm sure there were guys in that dugout that were like, what are you doing, dude? You know, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to put words in their mouth and I'm sure, you know, but, but that's how I would have dealt with it. Instead of waiting one more go in the lineup and then hitting him. Cause everyone knew it was an off day for a lot of guys. That first fight, it was an off day for a lot of guys. And then when he came up the second time, there were a lot of guys on both sides at the top rail. Cause everyone knew it was about to happen. Yeah. Um, that was an early fight. It was like an April 7th brawl. The really first early. one. Yeah, <laughs> real early in the season to be brawling. I, yeah. I I tell people that all the time because bat flipping and you know kind of just showboating, I guess what is what you'd call it. Mm-hmm. That's become the norm. 
And I really don't have a problem with it. But what I've told people all the time is I said, yeah, you know, you could want that in the game. But Mm -hmm. the problem is is people are really competitive. And when they're on the field, they're going to be thinking about it differently from maybe when they're off the field. And the problem is the guy that's the guys that are doing it. They're the ones they're not the ones that are going to get a hit. It's going to be the best player on your team. It's going to be possibly, like you said, the yep. guy right after. So you're you showboating, doing that, so you could post it on the gram or whatever to be, you know, look cool on TV. You're putting your teammates at risk, right? And and that's that's why I would hit the next guy because if because if you really want to cause a controversy, like you you make it between two teammates instead of me wearing a different jersey, right? Like, look, the game's changing now. Like, personalities are, are rampant now. Like, there's the game's getting younger. And, like, hey, I'm all for personality. Like, without a doubt, like, we need to brand our players and we need to brand baseball better. And if this is the way of the new generation, like, sure, let's roll with it. You know, not everybody's going to love it, but um, this, is how it's, this is how it is. And if guys start doing that and their teammates getting hurt and it's going to take somebody saying hey i'm getting hit because of you let's tone it down a little bit not me throwing at a guy saying like don't do that because you made me mad right um and guys and i've never been a fan of throwing at guys there's one guy i threw at one and i won't tell you who but it's been it's happened once and and i just as soon as it left my hand i go oh shit that was too high like as soon as it left my hand but it wasn't it wasn't too high um but but it's, it's not smart Right. Like guys mm-hmm. throw too damn hard now. Guys throw too hard. Like I'm not putting your career at risk because of because you just show. But like just, to me, it, to me, it doesn't make sense. But um, but anyway, so that was the first fight. Right. So so there's a lot of context. So there's a lot of red lights ran. So this, and, this, um, the second one, you're not in your jersey. So that's probably why I, when I made it, I didn't have your your name. Yeah, at the point. Yeah. And he gets so he gets your hat. So you're right in the thick of it. Yeah. So so what I what I think happened <laughs> So what I, so a lot happened prior to that. And you went over in your breakdown, right? Like he, he's coming in, he's hot, right? He's hot. He's looking, there's one thing he's wanting to do and it's fight. He didn't, he didn't care about pitching. No, no. Right. And that's what we saw on the bench. Okay. What we saw on the bench, that's what we saw. And that was to everybody on the field. They were like, this is not going to go good. Okay. This is not going to go. There's something bad's going to happen. And again, there were a lot of red lights ran leading up to this. Okay. This wasn't, this wasn't just a random moment. There was a lot of red lights ran to get to this moment. So that happens. He goes to tag out um, somebody. And I think he was looking for the fight there. Cause he like kind of get like, like a push tag and like Newman kind of was like, what are you doing? Like, I'm just trying to run to first. Um, so then he, he gets on and then that's when they took him out. Um, that's when they took him out. And then I was yelling at him. I was yelling at the umpire, Larry Hanover, the home plate umpire. I said, Larry, don't let him do anything stupid. Like he wants to fight Larry. Don't let him do anything stupid. As Larry's walking out, he points right at me, like right at me. And and keep in mind, I'm on the third, the far third base side dugout. Francisco Cervelli is on the home plate side. So just keep that in mind for, for later. Okay. Um, here, it's Larry Hanover. Larry Hanover points right at me and says, "You're gone. You're gone." Like <laughs> toss tosses me. Oh, so here, so here we go. Well, it, he so, looks at me. So it's after. So that's the yeah, hit. And poor, poor Jared, like the nicest guy on planet Earth. Like Jared's got to go hit him, right? Okay, so here we go. I'm yelling at Larry. Larry, don't let him do anything stupid. The home okay? plate up. Like the home plate up. Right there. I'm yelling. Don't let him do anything stupid. Before no, no, he no, even no, got... no, 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 this is, yeah, this is before. Uh-oh. So this is when he's getting taken Coop. out. 
yeah, yeah, Milana Coop, yeah, and like R.I.P. Coop because like he he was part of this too, right? So like, and he's been awesome. Like my interactions with Coop have been like amazing up until that point. He's a guy that I remember like an umpire name and face. You remember, okay? So everyone knows what's about to happen. This is this is not like everyone knows what's happened, and that's another thing. It's hilarious. Puig got traded in the middle. Of this. That's that's just the cherry on top. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> And he's so big. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like the, I don't first, the, fight first, that guy. the first fight we locked horns and like my fingers like broke. I was terrified, dude. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> right. He's a big dude. So, um, I know you were chirping here. You must've been saying some stuff here. Gives up a base hit. No, like, and that's, I'm not, I'm not a chirper. Okay. So, so, <laughs> okay. I would so, been. so, I mean, I was yelling stuff prior to that. Right. So he gets, so the home run happens. We're, we're hyped. We're like, here so we go. So is that yeah, just so, pointed at you? Uh, is he that point- when he's getting taken out? He points right there. He's pointing at your dugout. Is he pointing at you there? I he might be. Uh, <laughs> I, like I, for, if if this is him getting taken out, yeah, it is. And Suarez, yeah, yeah. So like we were doing some stuff, and like Suarez, like kind of looks in our dugout, and is like, "Yo, chill, like stop, <laughs> like he's gonna snap, like yo, stop." <laughs> so, so we know it's. So this is what I'm yelling at, at Larry, like Larry, don't let him do anything stupid. And then as he's coming on, I think he tossed me like right. But yeah, so he's, he's over there. He tosses points at me and I'm under the impression that I'm thrown out of the game because my eight teammates next to me see him point right at me and say, you're gone. So when I say that, I go, I go F you, Larry, that's bullshit. <laughs> you shouldn't like that's bull. So, so, but he's standing next to Amir though. So what I think is Amir heard F you, Amir that's bullshit so i go to turn i go to turn to leave because i just got thrown out of the game and then that's what happens i go holy shit so like one camera angle looks like i die okay like so that's yeah that's me that's correct the beard that's correct and like okay as a reminder i haven't thrown a punch in a long time i I like i'm not like i'm not wanting to fight i didn't think he was gonna actually do it okay and he did it and there was a couple seconds where i go like oh shit he actually did it like good for him he actually (laughs) he actually actually did it so um so i'm not misses right there my guardian guardian angel threw me down to the ground (laughs) he's like what so so this all happens and i go wow so and here's another thing like guys only get maybe a couple opportunities if they do, maybe even one opportunity in the big leagues, like to show your toughness. Okay. Like, like Jose Bautista, man, great ball player, but like he will forever be remembered as getting rocked. Right. Yeah. So like, no matter how tough he is, no matter if he can fight or whatnot, like guys might not only, might only get one or two opportunities to show their toughness. Right. So that's in the back of my mind too. Right. So like, so, so that's what happens. A lot of punches get thrown, a lot of punches miss. And Amir's a big dude too. He's got a reach. He's got a hell of a reach. And I didn't realize until that was going on. So <laughs> you like that cop? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, he wants to get in there so bad, you know, he's just shaking his head. He's just SM, SMDH. So, um, so that happens. We go to the ground. I get hit on the ground, not by Amir, by somebody. And I know who hit me and, you know, it might not happen this year. It might not happen next year, but I know who hit me <laughs> on the ground <laughs> in the side of the head. I'm looking, I'm looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, so, oh, okay. so that happens. And look, it's, it's, it's not good. Right. And in the grand scheme of things, it's not good. Okay. Like this is not a good scrum. Um, no, uh, a lot of getting of, trampled. Yeah. No, it's a good <laughs> breakdown. It was, it was funny. I was hoping, I was hoping you would hear what was going on. So, okay. So this happens anyways. I'm out of there as soon as I hit the ground and I get hit in the head and I come out of there. So I'm like, I'm not, this is, this is insane. Cause you start, you, you back start here. Set. 
No, I'm I'm gone. Like oh, okay. I'm, I'm gone. I'm either like I'm by the railing with somebody like I'm I'm kind of gone. Um so this was a long brawl. No it is. Yeah, it is. And it was like a Wednesday night in Cincinnati with like nobody. <laughs> so <laughs> So, so anyways, not a good look. And like a lot of red lights ran like this shouldn't have happened. Right. When you're, when you're, when you're, when you're thinking about it and it's like, dude, this shouldn't have happened. Right. And like baseball is such a small community. We're like, look, I know I'm not going to be a pirate my entire life. I know I'm not. And everyone is one text away from like getting traded and saying like, what do you have on this guy? Like, what, like, is this guy a good dude? Is he, is he going to have your back? Is he awesome? So like, I never want to like vilify myself. That's just, that's just me personally, because I know I'm going to have a lot of teammates from other teams, right? You're not going to like every teammate, obviously, but like if I'm on your team or our same goal is the world series, and I don't want anything to hinder that relationship. Um, so, so that happens and you're, and you're, so you're thinking about like what, what happened to that we could have avoided this. But um, so the next day, I'm under the impression I give, I give, I give an interview after the game saying like, yeah, I was thrown out of the game, but like that, that's what happened. I, I was tossed like three seconds before that all happened. I was on my way leave. I, I made the turn and then I saw him point and yell and I go, that's directed at me. So then that's when I hopped the fence. Okay. Um, so the next day I go up before the game, I'm like, Larry, what the hell happened last night? Like, why did you throw me out of the game? Why'd you throw me out of the game for saying, Larry, don't let anything stupid happen. Don't let him do anything dumb because you didn't listen to me and something stupid and dumb happened. And he goes, what are you talking about? I didn't throw you out of the game. I'm like, what do you mean? You po- you, you pointed right at me. I was like, no, I threw Cervelli out of the game. And I oh, go, no. and I'm like, I w- we're on completely a different sides of the dugout. My English is, his English is good, but my English is better than his. So like, you got to know this is coming from my mouth. And like, this could have all been avoided if you, like didn't throw any of us out of the game, yeah. right? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have yelled an f bomb, and I wouldn't have said that's bullshit. And this probably, who knows? It wouldn't have been directed at me. You know what I mean? So like, there's big miscommunication. He's like, well, you were over the fence first, weren't you? It's like, what was I supposed to do? Like invite him into our dugout? Like, what, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Do you want like uh, the whole thing was was a disaster, and it wasn't a good look, and um, you know it's unfortunate that it happened, but um, it's just it was wild. Really well, well. You, were you was aware it, that the managers like <clears throat> that bell? Oh, they hated each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, but uh, <clears throat> were you aware that they like got into an altercation as well? Because I think, yeah, because yeah. yeah, that was that was the crazy, like one of the crazier parts. Is like the managers are sprinting at each other. That was nuts. Yeah, it was. It was a good scrum. It was a good scrum. Oh yeah. Papa Bears trying to protect their cubs, man. You gotta, they yeah. gotta scrum it out too. <laughs> yeah i mean did you guys have like, any contact like the next day like i'm sure there's guys that are you know friends like yeah um, so like, like you said you knew dietrich like did you guys talk about it or was it just kind of like nah there's a lot yeah. of bad blood there that's that's not well i wanted to clear up some things with um i played summer ball with a couple of those guys so i wanted to clear up some things and be like look this wasn't a team effort like this was an individual did this and then an individual did this like this didn't come from the team okay what happened did not come from the team and i we just want you guys to know that this didn't come from the team and then just and just clear it up and be like that was ugly this is what happened i hope it never happens again um and we'll see we're gonna but, keep a lookout on your hit batters next year, this year. <laughs> keep a lookout we're I'm gonna, gonna be- keep a chart 
I'm going to be smart with it. And like I said at the beginning, like I really, do, I really don't like hitting guys. Uh, I just, I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a reason to. I think, I think the way to get guys now is to pick off and hit them. Like that's, that's, but that's the risk you take. Like that's the risk you take. It's like you're picking off and you're like, wow. and you're throwing it into the ribs as they're sliding because like that's next level, they don't, right there. they don't have, yeah, but you're taking the risk of like that's going to right field and, you know, but, but like I said, like I'm not. I don't headhunt. It's just not stupid. Like, a, a, I also throw like 90 miles an hour. Okay. So it's not going to hurt. Right. So, like, if, if, <laughs> it, it will hurt, dude. Just hit it. It will. Clip an elbow. That was a it, funny it clip is. last year. Buster Posey got hit with like a 60 mile per hour ch- curveball and he got the first and he, he looked at the pitcher and goes, It still hurts. <laughs> yeah. True, dude. Yeah. It gets you in the right spot. You're kind of just like, Oh, man. Like, that's that how many hit? Right. How many times have you been hit as a hitter? Zero. I'm looking forward to my first hit batter. I'm looking forward to pitchers, like so. Man. These pitchers so, let each other off the hook hey, so bad. It's crazy. So, so I that's was who, bunting. That, that's what you should do. If you're mad at somebody or someone pimps it, hit the hit the pitcher. Yeah. Well, you have to like. Can't I'm not do that hitting, though. I'm not hitting the guy that's throwing 98. Like no way. So <laughs> last so last year I'm bunting against um, some top prospect against the Cubs. I think like Al Mosea or whatever his name is. He threw a sinker between my legs, right? And I jumped and freaked, like jumped and freaked out. And then I thought about it and I was like, I've been looking forward to my first hit by pitch for so long. Like wearing it off the shin would be totally fine right now. Like instead of, mm, shin's instead no of you know, good, like wearing man. it. Calf. Yeah. I, calf. yeah. But, calf or something. Yeah. No, but that's where you got to go for. <laughs> Try to get hit in the butt. It's the best place to get hit. Everywhere else sucks, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I hope, you know, someday it happens, but hopefully not. We'll see. You think, uh, new management and new pirates team or is the reds and uh the reds and pirates if they were to meet up in april would it still be <laughs> it, it'd be it'd be really funny in front of nobody in glendale or <laughs> like, yeah. i mean, I mean it, look i i think everything's been exhausted i think it would be really dumb to bring it back up again yeah. i mean I, I think that it's been exhausted if it gets brought back if it gets brought back up again it's an individual effort that's just what I'm gonna say. Nobody wants to fight. I mean, maybe, no, maybe like no, one or two guys in the league wants to fight. Everyone else is like what you said. I'm not trying to risk my my bread. Right. You know, that's, food that's on my family's plate. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, I'm not I'm not breaking my hand over something stupid. Like, uh, that doesn't involve me. Like, but, that, 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 but you better get your ass in the scrum. Like, don't be on the don't yeah. be out <laughs> on the outskirts. You better get in there. If something yeah. goes down, you got to get in. So it's a, it's, yeah. it's a catch twenty two. You don't want to do it, but you better right. because there's cameras everywhere and if you're yeah. just like the guy that's like like this on the outer edge yep. like yep and you got john look. boy for you got john boy breaking it down too exactly. where you, like, you don't want to get exposed right so like the <laughs> best the, the best thing that my uh my 10 year old coach my 10 year old travel coach ever taught me was if you are and he was like a 15 year triple a guy right so he was like he was a grinder the best thing that he taught me was if you ever get in a scrum in the big leagues you have to find somebody that you know on the other team grab their jersey and just start talking to them <laughs> be like hey i'm here i'm here we're hanging out we're looking like we're doing something but we're just we're just gonna stay here and we're just gonna talk it out <laughs> there was good. uh last year the a's and the rangers got into something it was uh loriano and oh dude they were it was exactly that i forget who it was but it, they uh they were just holding each other and like playing patty cake with their hands on the outskirts. Yeah, yeah, and I was, yeah. I was laughing cause they were clearly just like friends and yeah, not yeah. It was Elvis Andrews and, and someone they're just touching each other and laughing. 
it's funny. Yeah. And and ninety nine percent of baseball benches clearing, you're just you're out there and you're laughing, and you're like, This was stupid. Like, let's just go back. Like <laughs> this was so dumb. Cheater but then, and A Rod yeah. got in a lot of trouble for that. Do you remember that, Trev? Your favorite cheater? Him and A Rod just sat and talked on the side of when the Mariners and the Yankees were, were in a brawl, and everyone gave both of them like a lot of shit. Well, I mean I don't need to I already you already know my feelings on these guys. Like they Jeter doesn't need any love from me. He's got love from everybody else. Let me let me be the Jeter guy that maybe doesn't, you know I don't want to say what I was gonna about to say, but you know. All you know right. how I feel about him. Let me straighten you guys out. Let me straighten you guys out. And while while we've got tall shortstops on the mind, there is a dude in Pittsburgh camp who when you walk in the building, he stands out literally. Did you ever have O'Neill Cruz behind you at shortstop, and you're just like, "What are you doing, oh, Big yeah. Tree? You don't belong there." <laughs> More like tall stop, am I right? Am I right? <laughs> there you go. I get it. I, like that, I get it. Um, <laughs> um, uh, he was behind me in a couple drills, and he, like visually, when you're doing, when you're picking off, like a, like an inside move, visually, when you're picking off. You're, yeah. you're like looking down, but then you don't want to believe that he can get it. So like, cause you're throwing that toward the bag so you can put the tag on, but like, it's, it's like thrown to a tall catcher. Like your, your vision's a little off, you know, like the tall catcher might catch it out of his chest, but it's, a, it's out of the zone, but it looks like it's a strike. Cause he's so damn big. It's the same thing about like throwing pickoffs to O'Neill Cruz. And he's, he's a stud. Like I've watched his BP. He's a stud. I, I hope he's a stud for a long time with us. Um, but yeah, he should be in the outfield or on the mound. That's How tall is he? Six seven. I think six six seven. Yeah. That's shortstop. That's hilarious. No. Yeah. No. That was a really good segue from Jeter, by the way. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we were we were out in the outfield, um, and we were looking on that little backfield back there, and it was all the infielders just doing a little bit of pepper, and it was like, okay, you know, five ten guy, six foot, six one, mm-hmm. five nine. And then you're like, wait a second. One of the yeah. pitchers got lost. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now he's got the he's got the the lanky body too. So he looks a lot like body type wise like Gregory Gregory Polanco. And Polanco's huge and his his legs go up to like everybody's shoulders. But he's like he's six five, but he's like six two of legs. And uh, O'Neill's is is similar like body type wise. So that's if you were to like imagine what O'Neill's gonna look like in a couple of years, you know, you just say Polanco plus a couple inches stretched out like that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Well, thank you for joining us. I mean, I don't know, Jake, you any questions stashed away? Trev? I've, I've got, I've got one. I've got a question from my uncle Rick, who's a giant <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates spring. This is true. Fan. Big Pirates fan. This is very true. Yeah. He, he goes to like every spring training game. He lives in Sarasota and then he like oh, cool. writes a whole report on every game. Um, Cole Tuck probably knows what? him. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Dugger definitely knows. Uh, he said, "What did you do last year to refine your four seamer, and have you shared it with Mitch Keller?" <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if that's a yeah. What does that Mitch mean? Keller. I don't um, know what, what any of that is, but uh, it's deep dive pirate <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, so my bread and butter has always been my my fastball and my heater. Um, I get good extension on it, so I know like that's the pitch that I need to go to with my with to all four corners um it was just locating it better like i said like you knowing when i'm in a when i'm in a rotation of guys that throw 95 plus and then i'm the guy that throws under that you know hitters eyes get big and they kind of circle that game like okay here we go like i'm not getting jmo i'm not getting joe i'm not getting arch you know i'm, I'm not getting those guys 
Um, so I have to exploit the aggressiveness of hitters. So like if I exploit um, like one Oh guys coming out of their shoes with my heater, if I could go black to begin with, and then just off the black and you, you circle certain hitters, but just ex exploiting um, hitters aggressiveness with the forcing, I, I, I think helps the equation to make my force seem good. I don't know. And this you would have this worn is... me out because that's exactly what I would have thought. If I'm facing <laughs> yeah, and I know three it. dudes hey, throwing cheese and then, you know, say a guy that's, you know, just a little bit more into my, you know, bat speed range. And then, yeah, yeah you would throw that pitch and I would swing it and I'd pop up and I'd be upset. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's story cool of my about, career. Right well, there. That's what's, <laughs> that's what's being cool. Uh, uh, being on a rotation of, of guys that throw fuel. Um, everyone kind of helps each other out in one way or another. You know, one guy's better pitching away. So if I got the next start and I know you, they, you begin dominated away, then I know that away is open to this guy versus, you know, if I know a guy, if I'm pitching game one and guys are being more aggressive on heaters and that tells, you know, the game two, game three, game four guys what, what to look for. So um, I love the rotation that we're in. We got some good dudes and, um, you know, Arch, poor Arch this year with the, with the season not starting on because he was looking really good at spring training and I really wanted to see what he could do for 32 starts. So hopefully we get, hopefully, yeah. Ho I mean, hopefully he looked really good. He came into spring and I like him a lot better without his dreads. Um, I think he looks, <laughs> he looks more project, he looks more projectable, you know, okay. so going, um, <laughs> huge. but, uh, but he looked, uh, he looked really good in his bullpens. Everything was really sharp. So like, you know, hopefully he, we get in as many starts as possible this year for him and just see him take off. Cause uh, you know, he's looking really good in camp. Awesome. All right. Love that. Love that that goes to my point. I've been saying Archer's my guy this yeah. year. And then yeah. obviously now we're just hoping we get some season. So uh, June, I mean, June 1st, 15th is like our hope date. And we're at like, we're at the mercy of the CDC. So we'll see. Yeah. It's only April 15th. I mean, it's only April 15th. I mean, yeah. it, it feels like we've been in this quarantine forever, but it's like, true. it's only April 15th. That's you true. got anything to plug? I, I like the optimism. You've been doing a lot of stuff with the Pirates and some charities, and I know you're involved in a lot of things. Anything you want to uh, send out to everyone? Um, I'm involved. I My wife and I started a uh, foundation a couple of years ago with, with some buddies called uh, Project 34, and it is a uh, foundation that aids people and families with spinal cord injuries. Um, so one of the co-founders co of Project 34. His name's Corey Hahn. Um, he was a stud at ASU. He was my roommate. Um, California Player of the Year coming in, like super top prospect. Um, broke his neck, uh, C5 vertebrae slide into second base. Um, our second game of the season, our freshman year, like craziest thing I've ever seen on a baseball field. Um, and his whole world got flipped upside down. Um, he still is in baseball. He's, um, I think he's a scouting director for the D-backs. Um, I don't know what his exact... Um, title is but he's in the front office now so i jab him a lot like dude i'm pro player you're not your pro team like we gotta it's like just pay the just pay the guys right so um so we created this foundation because we saw a, a need in the spinal cord community um of it's not an acl injury we're like nine months you're good to go like it takes years for some people to just scratch their nose or just like have a better way of life so um we wanted to create a foundation that breaks up the monotony of rehabbing every day doing the same shit every day and um we saw that the, if you could create a community of of people going in and watching and rehabbing, like kind of get that extra kick in the pants to like, you know, what, um, keep that hope up. And then also we saw that uh, there was a great financial need too. So um, we were twofold and we help people get um, standing frames, second wheelchairs, uh, proper rehab equipment. So um, really everything that um, insurance doesn't cover. So um, that's what I'm involved with. Um, it's called Project 34. That's why I switched my number to 34 was for, for Corey. Um, so if you want to check it out, 
Um, it's project34.com all spelled out. We're working Very on cool. getting the other domain name with the That's numbers. Awesome. Cool. I have, yeah, I have a t-shirt. I have a t-shirt. I got one. They're, uh, they're great shirts. They great shelf shirts, the pipes. Yeah. Love they it. shelf the pipes. Let's see. Awesome. Thanks guys for having me. Thanks for the plug. You guys, uh, you guys take care and hopefully, um, we're playing baseball. So yeah. Yeah. Just, just got to come back talking. on once you start the season up. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, man. All we right. appreciate it. Peace and love, guys. Later. <laughs> All right, and we're back. That was a great interview with Trevor Ooh. William. If anyone doesn't understand, uh, the, the soundboard comes with eight predetermined, like, drops. So orange is laughter. Now we know that. It's a whole crowd Never. of people laughing. Never do that again. When we um, have people like DJing the crowd noise, like if a guy messes up like in a serious moment and like hits the laugh button, it's going to uh, be funny. Good content. It's going to be real funny. I mean, I, should I start dropping these on, on interviewees? Like Trevor Williams says something that not funny and we just all go silent <laughs> and play the laugh track? <laughs> we need to talk a, about, you know, we talked about my tidbits being good about uh, a bunch of different things but the crowd noise thing guess what guys what are they yeah. doing where, where are they playing baseball right now taiwan taiwan what are they doing they are pumping in crowd noise i am now not only the commissioner of major league baseball i am the commissioner of baseball hey like baseball oh. hey trev i think you can take that title actually i th- think i just did yeah that's fair game nice dude Congrats. Thank you. Huge. Um, Thank you. Longtime friend of John Boy Media, Nick Bubak, sent in yeah. a custom uh, song for Trevor's Tidbits, if we ever do that segment again. Ooh. Are you interested in hearing it? I can't. I mean, of course. Jake says no? Can't till the tidbits come out. We need more tidbits. Do you have a tidbit right. for us? Not really, not today. I'm okay. not. I'm not a guy that just throws them out there. Yeah. Like they got to be real. Okay, uh, my, my credibility as commissioner of worldwide baseball is on the line now. All right, we will. Uh, <laughs> we'll sit on it. Sorry, Bubak. It's true. I can't wait to hear it. I'll, I'll. I'll. I'll dig up some stuff. Final. Final. Final note from me on Trevor Williams. That was awesome. Because um, it wasn't an interview. It was a conversation, and that's always the goal. And that was. That was great. Yes. Best looking Trevor in the game since 2018. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Shots so fired, Bauer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, come on. Great pitcher. Maybe he might be the best Trevor player wise, but Trevor Story. Trevor Tre- K. Good looking guy. Trevor May. Trevor Gott. Commissioner Blue Shirts, I'm just going to say. Uh...